Welcome to the podcast where you must bow down to the Deathmatch King. It's lost to the mid-card. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we are uh, a week into the bombshells, and more bombshells got dropped today on AEW Dynamite um, about a certain best in the world. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, we will talk about uh, GCW Homecoming, which uh, was... Uh, uh, on pay-per-view this weekend, Matt Cardona, Nick Gage for the title, uh, uh, a fun pay-per-view, and uh, we'll, we'll briefly run down that card, talk about Raw SmackDown NXT as well, and a little bit of impact following uh, Slammiversary. But first, a thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite uh, podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Mid-Card, hit that subscribe button, that way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Thursday afternoon and uh, but subscribing will let you know when that new episode drops. Also, we are on the YouTube. So make sure uh, to give us a subscribe on the YouTube. We'd appreciate it. Uh, hit the bell icon. So, you know, when a, uh, the video version of the podcast drops and also give us a thumbs up on the, you know, give us a little, a little orange cast. give us a thumbs up on, on, on our videos and comment. And uh, that helps us out tremendously. And uh, you can find those on our website, litmcpodcast.com. We'll get you to YouTube. Also, all of our other social links as well. Uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lost of the Midcard, and Twitter at litmcpodcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black from North Carolina. No, that's, that's 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 not accurate. Uh, well, neither is it for Kenny Omega. So, <laughs> who are you to doubt the best belt machine? What's up? Yeah, he's from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> I, dude, I just what a time to be a fan of professional wrestling, sir. So many punk t- uh, uh, PTs, even one from MJF. I didn't even catch live. Yes, dude, he freaking started his promo tonight with the pipe bomb promo from Punk. Yeah. Like, it was, like, literally word for word of the of the beginning of the pipe bomb promo. It's happening. It's, it, yeah, like, anybody that was questioning if it was happening, you can't question it anymore. Uh, the private jet going to Chicago. That's that might have not been for Punk though. That might have been for the uh, signing of the United Center, which may be the debut of Punk. I don't. Yeah, d- dude. Has what do you mean? Be. May maybe? Do I, do I do I need do I need, do I need to spell this shit out for you, JB? Wait. Let's look over the facts, okay? Wait, wait. I guess they this ain't is... holding them for all out, then, are they? They're gonna have him work all out. That's yep. why they're bringing them in. Then, dude. Yeah. One, the United Center. The day before SummerSlam. Hmm. Two, the United Center is the biggest venue AEW has ever ran. About 22,000, ain't it? It seats over 20,000 fucking people for a 60-minute 
live show. Yes, they're going to film other content for Dark and, you know, and whatever, I would imagine. But maybe even for the following week's Rampage. Maybe they film went back to back. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. But they're, look, they're going to obviously film some content. But literally, people are going there for an hour live show on a Friday night at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Like, this, this is not happening. None of this is happening if it's not CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk also played the Chicago Bulls entrance theme on his freaking Instagram like a week ago. Yeah. That's the song that plays in the United Center when they introduced the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. It's a done deal. CM Punk is all elite. We will see him on August 20th in Chicago. And it seems like there is a great chance that he's going to face Darby fucking Allen. Right. And all out. Right. My God. My God. Let's, uh, let's kick things off with, uh, Ten man elimination tag, the Dark Order. Ah, oh, what an awesome both for both sides. What awesome entrances for Dark Order and the Elite, huh? Well, oh, they were they were awesome. Uh, the video, awesome. little vignette intro video for Hangman and the Dark Order. That was fucking cool. Uh, all of the Dark Order on stage, uh, and the uh, then the spotlight comes on to Hangman in the middle as uh, they all make their their way to the ring. And then we get a, a basketball, a Chicago Bulls, like uh, more, you know, you know, as if we can't get enough of CM Punk, a Chicago Bulls like introduction for the elite, which I thought was uh, hilarious. Uh, I loved how uh, Justin Roberts uh, called Luke Gallows, the man in the middle, because that's how the Bulls announcer would always announce Bill Cartwright. So that was pretty cool. And of course the uh, North Carolina of what they would, you know, always, they'd always uh, uh, introduce Jordan at. So um, that was very cool. And then they, uh, they all had a elite squad in the vein of the tune squad from space jam. Yeah. There was actual mark. There was marketing little promotion. Yeah. Little promotion for the movie. So I'm sure they got a good, I'm sure they got a good payday out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, which makes it even fucking cooler. Even had a, a a basketball hoop ringside where they did warm ups. That was fucking funny too. I, I loved it. Uh, the, Warner ten, Bro- the Warner Brothers synergy is out of control. I can't. I can't hate it. I, I think they're going to end up doing something with Suicide Squad too. That'd be cool. But well, Peacemaker going to show up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Will you stop? Um. Did he really say butthole in the trailer too on Monday Night Raw? I thought that was kind of funny. I swear to God, he said butthole in the trailer. Peacemaker. Anyway, yeah, and that's that's a line from the actual movie yeah. trailer. <laughs> Just hilarious that it air on USA at like seven o'clock at night. Uh, so ten man tag, uh, we kick things off here. Um, Alex Reynolds first one to go, and uh, then Gallows is. Uh, um, or after that, uh, uh, you know, I don't, the way this is worded, I can't follow it. So we're just going to say, yeah, it was a hell of a match. I mean, shit, guys like uh, Stu Grayson fucking killed it in the ring. Evil Uno looked great. We got a Johnny Hungy chant. Uh, I think, I think everybody kind of looked uh, really good in this match. Um, I think it's a good indication for the Dark Order when you got 
you got uh, Stu and Uno looking great and uh, Johnny Hungy getting chance in the crowd. I think, um, I think their popularity has not waned in the pandemic, Matt. And uh, uh, I guess we're just elongating the story. Um, are we not doing this at all out now? We wait until full gear, Matt. Now that uh, the elite defeated Hangman in the Dark Order, meaning Hangman does not get his title shot and the Dark Order do not get their tag title shot. Well, I mean, they, they still have over a month. That like they yeah. can still do it if they wanted to. There's still plenty of time to tell the story and get there. Yeah. But at the same token, if Tony Khan is under the impression of CM Punk is going to sell this pay per view for me. I can hold off. Hold off that big win. I can hold off doing Paige's big win until Full Gear. I mean, maybe that's the direction they go. And it's not like Full Gear isn't that far off. It's only like two months after, you know, all out. So I mean, they could do that in St. Louis if they wanted to. Somebody on the internet's uh, somebody on the internet said uh, maybe uh, uh, Daniel Bryan debuts and takes on Kenny Omega. No, no, because they're not. Whoever faces Omega has to rise up the rankings to face Kenny Omega. True. They, they can't just I – mean, they, they would literally be throwing their – they would literally be throwing everything that they've established within the company out the window if they let somebody like Punk or Brian walk right in and immediately be handed a title shot. They yeah. can't They can't do that. And yeah. I don't think – I don't think Tony would do that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't. I don't think. I well, don't think Tony would do that. What if Omega does an open challenge though? You do it that way. Yeah, I guess you could do an open challenge, but I mean, that kind of really fucks over the number one contender, which I guess at this point is Orange Cassidy. Yeah, hold on a a daggone minute, and uh, oh, is it, we got breaking news. No, I'm. Uh... I'm using a new browser because Chrome just gets so bogged down with shit. So I'm using this browser called Brave for all the all my news and shit, all my tabs. And so I had to log into Twitter for the first time on that browser. Uh, AEW did release their uh, their rankings tonight. Yes, yeah, so who's number two? Cassidy, right? I am looking. There we go. All right, here we go. Uh, number two is Jungle Boy at thirteen and two. Christian, really? Yep. Christian Cage three at five and zero. Oh, okay, Christian, maybe. that's what they're doing. They're gonna do. Oh, there you. They're gonna do Cage and they're gonna do Cage and Omega it all out. Darby Allen thirteen and two at number four, and Orange Cassidy twelve one and one at number five. Yeah, they're okay. They're they're doing, they're doing Christian Cage and which was set up since his first, since his yeah. first night in the company. They're gonna do they're gonna do it all out. That's uh, fine. Uh, I, t- tag teams, uh, Varsity Blondes, number one contenders, acclaimed number two, Private Party three, FTR five four, and, and Santana Ortiz five. As for the women, Thunder Rosa one, Ty Conchi at two, Chris Statlander at three. Karashita at four, Red Velvet at five. Yeah, I mean they. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah, they. If, they... if yeah, if it, look, if they're not going to run the storyline of Paige 
climbing back up over the next month to reclaim the number one contendership, Christian Cage makes the most sense at this time. Yeah, and I don't hate. So, I kind of hate now that he that that they lost. I hate that they that they would put Page in it then, unless they come up with a good way to do it. I don't know, man. I, to me, it just they, tells they, me they're stretching this out further. Is what they killed? Is. They killed the crowd tonight. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you that. Like, the, like the crowd was, the crowd never got back the heat that it had during the opening match. Like, seeing Page lose that opening contest, like, it really sucked the wind out of that crowd in in uh, North Carolina. And like, look, there there were there were times that they were loud throughout the rest of the show. But they never got as loud as they were during that match. Seeing seeing their hero lose, yeah, it it took a lot. It took a lot out of them. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure, man. I feel like they could still do Page if they wanted to, but I think right now that might have been legitimately that might have been the plan, and then they got Punk locked in. Yeah, Punk's like, we don't need to do that match now because. CM Punk's going to sell this pay-per-view. We can do this match at full gear. Yeah. Or, or they do it at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. Do you think? Because yeah. here, here's here, here's my here's my line of thinking here. I've I've said all along that Omega has to drop the AEW title first before they before he drops everything out. Mm-hmm. So for the downward spiral to begin, Arthur Ashe Stadium, he could drop the title to Hangman. And then lose it bound for glory. And then, exactly. Then he can lose it bound for glory, and then he can drop the AAA title afterwards. So, that would actually make the most sense. They could do Christian and, and, Omega, and Omega all out. That gives Hangman two months, essentially, to climb back up the rankings. And then... <clears throat> And then they freaking do, Speaking and they of, do uh, Page and Omega in the biggest. Okay, and it's not the biggest venue anymore, thanks to the United Center. Yeah. But what was going to be the biggest venue they've ever done? But, but still, it's in fucking New York City. Yeah, you know, New York City. They're selling. They've sold more tickets for Arthur Ashe than WWE sold for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and Madison Square Garden went on sale a week before the AEW tickets went on sale. It's hilarious. And they're advertising John Cena is going to be at that show too. Yeah, they just and announced still that. AEW is outselling WWE in New York City. That's yeah. insanity. That's and funny. if you want to do a big show there, they nothing bigger than doing a world title change Yeah, and letting Heyman get his moment in that venue. That's going to be a big Wednesday pop for the ratings too if you have that cuz everybody's going to know that the title's going to change. Yes. And... Yeah, look, yeah, if you're advertising that match, like yeah. people know. People yeah. fucking know. So, um, my god, man. God. And then uh speaking what of a time for, to be alive. Speaking of Bound for Glory, uh, uh something you mentioned last week looks like it's come to fruition, huh? Option C. Dude, it's totally happening. It's uh, that to, to me, that's that any doubt I had in my mind was 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 what was wiped away by by impact on Thursday. They're absolutely doing what a, um what a rub. What a Omega rub. Josh Alexander. What a rub. If you they've dude, they've done the slow build on Alexander all year. Yeah, this, he's been this he's is brilliant booking. 
Yeah. And he's and he's going to be the face of that company going forward and good for him. He deserves it. He's worked yeah. his ass off this year. Yeah, he's had some great singles matches ever since the the North broke up with the departure of Ethan Page. Uh FTR and uh Santana Ortiz this yes, the crowd was dead for this one. Uh it was a good match. It was uh it kind of uh, marred a little bit with Cash Wheeler getting hurt. Update on Cash Wheeler. A uh, bad All right. cut. Yes, a bad cut to his arm was what happened. Uh, That's a lot like of blood, man. His arm connected with uh, the metal between the ring post and the turnbuckles. Uh, it was a freak accident. He is okay. Uh, Good. Is. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, according to Mike Johnson at PW Insider. But uh, I think that I think that match had some time cut off. Yeah, it I was think short. when that happened, I think I think they I think they yeah. jumped to the finish, and yeah. I actually think that meant more time for the main event. Yeah. And they really didn't need it. And yeah. I think that kind of hurt the main event because it started off really fucking slow. Yeah. And if they would have just like cut like the first five minutes just off that match, your, I think put all the I think, put all this put all your shit in right in the beginning. Exactly. I think it would have been I think on I think it would have been a lot better. And uh, uh, I, I think I think that injury caused that caused that um extra time to be put in that match when it really wasn't needed. I had I had this great this great idea of, of Santana and Ortiz winning this match and uh, continuing momentum all the way into New York where they would beat the Bucks. But uh, now that FTR wins, uh, it kind of throws that out the window. It seems like every time I come up with a plan, uh, AEW says, nope. See, we all expected Hangman to win. Here's, here's another great thing about AEW. Yeah. You can't predict no. what's going to happen. You think you know. Everybody and their dog thought yeah. Hangman and Dark Order were going to win. Yeah. Even when it was three on one, you thought they were going to You thought Hangman. I did. I, I, st- I still thought somehow, some way, mm-hmm. Hangman was going to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I was very emotionally invested, and it kind of it kind of kicked me in the dick um, when, when he didn't win. But that's the beauty of AEW. Like, yeah you sit there and you watch an episode of raw and you like, you could predict every single point that's going to happen. And yeah. it's just, and it's just like, okay, whatever. I've seen this all before. Well, half of those but you think, you think, happen. you know exactly what's going to happen in, in AEW. And they're like, Nope, we're going this way instead. Well, and it still makes up. sense for the story, but you didn't see it coming. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. Half of those matches on raw happened the week before anyway. So, Look, let's face it. The only thing WWE has done unpredictable lately is they put Jeff Hardy over Karrion Cross. Right. Look what happened then. Hardy got yeah. COVID. Hardy got COVID. So uh, Fightful Select uh, uh, po- uh, had put out uh, a few days ago. Uh, Karrion Cross was supposed to lose again yep. to Jeff Hardy before Hardy came down with COVID. But apparently Keith Lee wasn't important enough to beat him. Go fucking no, figure. No, he wasn't. They make they make no that The company makes no fucking sense, man. But it's that's not important right now. We're we're talking we're talking the most fun wrestling company on the planet right now. We're talking AEW, brother. Uh, so Tony Schiavone <laughs> on the stage. That's where he announced the Chicago Rampage first dance. Uh, then we then we cut to a the- very loud CM Punk chant, yeah. and they didn't shy away from it either. They showed the crowd yep. chanting CM Punk like they did yep. not. Mm-hmm. When do tickets go on sale? I don't know. That shit just got like I know they mentioned it on the show, but I can't remember. Oh, did they? They no. They absolutely mentioned when tickets went on sale, and I just can't fucking remember. Let me see if I can load up AEW's Twitter. I'm loading up there. See if I can see them. I'm loading up their 
Actually, I think they have a Rampage account. Maybe I can look it up that way easier. Uh, I'm loading up their... Uh... Yeah, they've only done two tweets on their fucking Rampage account. Of course, it's only covering right now uh, the Pittsburgh oh, show. Uh, Dynamite, Dynamite set for... Oh, yeah. God, they're going to be in Chicago so much. Uh, Rampage. Is well, they, it's Milwaukee the week after that Rampage. Yeah. So there's a, there's a break before there's a break between the the Illinois shows essentially. But yeah, I I know they I know they said on the show they they announced when tickets were gonna go on sale and I can't fucking remember and I wish I wrote it down. I'm scrolling through there and now let's see if I can find it, but. Here, here's my question for you while, while I'm looking for the on-sale date. If you're AEW, do you announce that CM Punk is all elite before these tickets go on sale? Don't have to. But do you? Tickets are on sale Monday, August 2nd. Which is Monday. Yes. Oh, fucking August already, dude. Wow. Wow. Oh, Wow. Wow, my birthday. So, month. do they break? So, look. So, does AEW just decide to break the break the fucking internet? They should, like tomorrow or Friday, and just announce. Why not? They they throw out a press release. Why not? CM Punk is all elite. Why not? And they do a venue. They do they 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 reveal like uh like a video promo of him at the United Center. I mean, they already teased the fuck out of it tonight, multiple occasions. So, why not? Like, wouldn't hurt. I just think it would like. I think it would guarantee. Guarantee ratings too for that for slot in Friday night. Uh, and I feel like it would guarantee a larger ticket sale. Here's here's something AEW has working against them with this date. Being the day before SummerSlam, a lot of the traveling wrestling fan is going to be in Las Vegas that Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of work to me. That's some, kind of something that's working against them. Is a lot of the people that would be uh, that that are willing to travel right now to go to these big events are already going to be, you know, halfway across the United States. A lot of them are probably rerouting that flight right now to Chicago and head out then head out on a saturday Can you imagine morning. that that nightmare of a flight to pull that off mm-hmm. fucking fly fly in the fly in the chicago go to the show take a red eye to fucking las vegas for SummerSlam the following day but i mean how many wrestling God, fans now. are there in chicago they don't need the worldwide crowd to fill the place up for cm punk you're, so. you're you're right that that's, that's arguably a good point but I do think this is going to be one of those shows that people are going to travel for. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Man, this is crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy-ass times, man. So after Tony Schiavone's announcement, they go to the back for Alex Marvez. And Darby says he'll be there and he'll be ready for anyone, even if you think you're the best in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't, be- I can't believe the van. I can't believe it. Can't fucking believe it. Yeah, that line uh, uh, melted the internet down again tonight. 
uh, Hikaleu coming out, and his father, Haku, comes out. Nice pop for King Haku. I like seeing Haku uh, in AEW there. Uh, taking on Lance Archer for the IWGP United States Championship, uh, even though Haku uh, tried to help his son uh, by cheating a little bit. Uh, Lance Archer, no surprise, walks out as still your IWGP United States Champion. And he is now going to head to Japan. He's going to take on Tanahashi. Uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Cody about next week's match with Malachi Black. And then he eats a boot from Malachi Black behind the old desk. And they brawl all the way into the stage. And um, uh, Black drops down Cody. They fight a little bit. Got a little uh, a little classic drop down uppercut from Cody. Uh, and then poor Fuego del Sol got his head kicked off. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought on Tuesday's Sammy blog that that Fuego was getting signed. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I just, dude, oh my god! What'd you do now? I think. Hold on, I need to verify this before I say it. I just saw something on Twitter, but. What did you say? It's on what Twitter? I just saw something. Oh my god, it is. What? Who? Where? The day tickets go on sale for the show at the United Center in Chicago, mm-hmm. WWE is doing Monday Night Raw in Chicago. Oh, that's right. I forgot that that's coming up. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> They're going to get hijacked. They're not at United Center. They're at the Allstate Arena. They're going to get hijacked. Oh my god. It's going to get hijacked. Holy fuck, Tony Khan's playing fucking chess right now, man. That show's going to be hijacked with CM Punk chance. <sighs> I'm going to... Holy fucking shit, dude. Vince is going to be in the back on his headset. Shut up! Uh, six-man tag action, private party in Angelico. Take on Jurassic Express, Christian Cage. The good guys get the win there after the match. Uh... A uh, a uh, disguised blade hits Cage with the Nux, sets up a match for next week. Uh, we got a video package of uh, uh, introducing Nick Gage, um, showing all the all the fun stuff he does in 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 death matches. Uh, the very beautiful Julia Hart from the Varsity Blondes taking on Thunder Rosa in her first Dynamite match as an official all elite wrestler. So good to see that. Uh, uh, Thunder Rosa getting the win there uh, with the, uh, the fire thunder driver next week. We are home coming, coming home. Impact wrestling's coming home on Saturday and uh, AEW is coming home on, on Wednesday next week as uh, we're back at Daly's place for uh, uh, the homecoming special. And uh I would, I, I would mind them going back to Daly's place every once in a while. It's a sweet venue to watch wrestling at, uh, on television, uh, even though we saw it uh, obviously for a, a long time beforehand the pandemic. But uh, so it's always it's cool to see that they uh, they're going to come back there uh, next week. John Moxley cutting a promo, uh, claiming that Tanahashi has been ducking him the whole time he was holding the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, Mox says that he is now dead to him and is ready to fight anyone in New Japan. So who comes 
to fight Moxley. Dude, I think they're. I still think they're. They're setting up Moxley Tanahashi. Uh, My God, dude. Ah, uh, oh, that forbidden door, baby. That forbidden door. And in the main event, Painmaker Chris Jericho taking on Nick Gage. No DQ match in the second labor of Jericho and. Uh, you thought that maybe they would uh, scale some things back from for TV? Nope. We got the pizza cutter. We got the light tubes. It was scaled back. A little bit, yeah. It wasn't, as like, like, as, like, what, wasn't like that guy it, behind it, me there. It, yeah, it wasn't anything compared to what we saw Saturday night. It yeah. was scaled back, but it was it was just enough would you see to a, probably get away with what they needed to get away with on TNT. Here's my biggest fear. I mean, did you ever expect seeing light tubes and a pane of glass on dynamite? I did not, but here's my big, here's my biggest fear for AEW. There have been a lot of people just on my timeline alone, tagging dominoes because they had an ad in picture in picture with Nick Gage was using the pizza oh. cutter. And I'm very, very worried that Domino's is going to lose their shit and not want to be an advertiser for AEW anymore. Oh, man. I don't know if it'll come to that, but I didn't even know. I was writing an article at the time. Uh, yeah, Spence. like right, at, right after he used it. the pizza cutter and they went to commercial break, mm-hmm. do- there was a Domino's commercial. <laughs> That's funny. Luckily, Domino's has not tweeted in seven hours, so... That's a positive. I'm so sure. maybe 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 whoever is in charge of that account will just miss all the tweets. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. And if not, AEW will be fine. They'll get another sponsor. I'm just saying that's a big sponsor. Domino's is a big. It's a big. It's a big company. So if Domino's. Have... If Domino's bans AEW, I ban Domino's. I I thought. Uh... Fuck them. I thought we might get a light tube or something, but we got a lot of light got a tubes. Lot, a lot of light tubes, dude. I don't think I've ever seen light tubes ever on major national television. I don't think WWE's never used light tubes. I don't know about Ring of Honor. Not that I can recall. And Ring of Honor ain't really national television. Uh, Impact, no. So that was kind of cool to see. And then I, I did not expect to see a pane of glass either. Uh, uh, Jericho, uh, I think Jericho landing almost knocked that glass off the chair and that would not have made the spot look as good as it did, but thankfully everything held up on the chairs and that, that spot happened and gauge kicked out, uh, kicked out after getting uh, hurricane rounded through the, the glass. Great spot though. I mean, everybody landed that spot. It was a perfect spot there. Um, and, uh, more light tubes came out. We had a, a, a nice, uh, bundle of light tubes, uh, you know, the family size, uh, co- economy size of, uh, a bundle of light tubes that Jericho busted open uh, on Gage and then hit, uh, had the uh, old great mood of mist and then hit the uh, Judas effect for the three count. Jericho or MJF then comes out and uh, uh, as Matt said, started reciting the pipe bomb promo and then said that uh, he flashes back to when um, uh, Jericho made fun of uh, uh MJF's parents getting it on to a Juventud Guerrero match. And uh, well, then that fast forward, uh, the third labor of Jericho is going to be Juventud Guerrero against Chris Jericho next week. So what a, what a, I've seen some people, I have seen some people in the last week talk about what if Hoovy was going to be one of the, was going to be one of the, the trials. And I'm like, no way. 
Like, right? they're, they're not burning in Hoovy. I'm like, I know he still works. Yeah. I know he's still doing the independence and stuff, but I'm like, they, 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 they ain't doing fucking Hoovy. And they fucking did Hoovy. Unfucking believable, man. Tony Khan Khan is the best. He's the fucking best. Tony Khan is the man. He's going to be buying WWE in about five years. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, what lie? Yeah, that's not happening. But I'm kidding. It's going to be Walt Disney. That that I would not be surprised. Uh, Speaking of, there we go, guy behind me there, Matt Cardona, GCW Homecoming Part 1, which was the the main event. They had a a Sunday afternoon show. It was kind of a lesser show that started in the afternoon. Uh, Overall, I was highly entertained from top to bottom, Matt. I I had a lot of fun watching this, Matt, this uh, pay-per-view. And uh, you you and uh, our our friend Mark Cho also watched uh, along as well live. Uh, what were your thoughts overall on on GCW? I mean, over overall, I thought I thought it was a fun I thought it was a fun show. Like like there, there was there was actually a lot of good wrestling on the show. Yeah. Um, there's a lot First of match. honestly a lot of the hardcore stuff. From, it, it's it's really not for me. Yeah, like I feel like what they did on AEW tonight is about my extent of really what I want to see out of hardcore wrestling. I don't want to see it go any further than that. The fact that like. Matt Cardona came out in white wrestling gear Saturday night, and and the T-shirt was completely red. By the by, the time the, the match was look, was look, done and it was yeah, done and over with, it. take a look at it. Like you couldn't tell. It's a red shirt right there. You could you could not tell that the shirt came out. The shirt was white. Yeah. Like to me, there was just there was way too much. There was way too much blood for my liking. And look, I know that some people. People love and dig that kind of stuff. Hey, more power to you. Pro wrestling's for everyone. Everyone likes their own stuff, and that's what makes pro wrestling great because not everybody likes the same shit. Uh, to me, it's a it's a, it's a little bit too much. Um, but I, I still enjoy I still enjoyed the show over overall. Oh, so. hell hell of a match! The first one right off the bat, Marco Stunt from uh, Jurassic Express taking on Starboy Charlie. Uh, needly. Do we need to remind you, Starboy Charlie is all of 18 years old, by the way. Uh, I saw him wrestle uh, GCW, the the Mania weekend. He, he took on a, a girl. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, dude's impressive for 18, man. Uh, and him and Marco, they put on a hell of a match. Lots of near falls. Crowd was into it. Crowd, The crowd made uh, the show, too, man. The crowd was crazy. All, for all the entrances uh, uh former roh television champion tony deppen took on ninja mac no relation to another, rodney mac. another great match uh, i don't think rodney mac's a relation is he i highly doubt it uh another great match. aj gray former gcw world champion took on nolan edward uh that was a, a another good match as well and then we got to some fun uh two cold scorpio taking on the grim reefer and uh uh, Grim Reefer lighting up a fat fucking joint in the middle of the ring, and uh, then they pass it along, and then they wrestle while smoking the joint. Fucking hilarious! And uh, Two Cold Scorpio still got some moves for being in his mid fifties. Uh, then we got uh, uh, Ultra Violence, the GCW Ultra Violent Championship between Drew Parker coming over from Japan. Uh, he and new as he took the championship away from Alex Cologne. Uh, and, and Parker had just wrestled a death match the night before in Japan. Dude is uh, uh, dedicated, I guess you could say. Uh, after that match, we had to clean up some shit, so we had an intermission, 
and uh, coming back from the intermission, a fun scramble match with uh, with uh, six wrestlers here. Uh, uh, Shane Mercer, uh, Jack Cartwheel. What a name. What a wrestling name that is, Jack Cartwheel. Uh, Dante Leone, not to be confused with Mandy Leone. Uh, Braden Lee, Jordan Oliver, and uh, Atticus Cougar, who uh, I like this Atticus Cougar guy. Good heel. Uh, I think he might be a, a star down the line somewhere uh, in a company that's on television near you in the future. Uh, uh, mark my words on that. Uh, Cougar got the win there. Um, GCW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, got new champions there uh, between uh, with uh, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. And they defeated Jimmy Lloyd and G Raver, who were guys that did not get along, but ended up winning the tag titles. And well, they didn't get along here. That cost them. Uh, Effie, uh, if you know uh, the independence, you know, Effie's great. Uh, Effie showing up uh, the crowd going nuts uh, with Elton John playing. Uh, he took on Jossie. And then of course the main event for the GCW world championship match uh, between Matt Cardone and Nick Gage. Uh if you didn't have respect for for Matt Cardona after Saturday, I think you have to have respect for Matt Cardona. Uh, he put himself through hell and came out on top. Uh, the crowd for both entrances was nuts, wasn't it, Matt? It was definitely a crazy atmosphere. Uh, Cardona. <laughs> He had his own uh, Goldberg squad with him there, some security. Nick Gage, of course, uh, creating a mosh pit on his entrance. And uh, a lot of fun, man. And it was a hell of a match. Uh, Cardona went through hell. If you uh, if you saw Chelsea Green's Instagram story, uh, I feel sorry for the hotel worker that had to uh, uh, grab those sheets because he, he had blood all over the hotel bed too. Uh, but he went to Disney World. Uh, he, he celebrated by going to Disney World. Hell of a match, though. Fun pay-per-view by GCW. Uh, props to them for uh, a lot of fun there. Uh, Impact Wrestling from this past week. We uh, uh, Chris Bay joining the Bullet Club. I think he fits well in, in with them, don't you, don't you think, Matt? Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, he defeated Rohit Raju in a great opener. Um Next up, we get uh, uh, the homecoming pay-per-view is coming up here uh, this Saturday on Impact Plus. Um, uh, mixed tag, kind of a mixed tag tournament to crown the homecoming king and, king and queen. Uh, we got some teams already lined up here. Let's see if I can pull this up here. Uh, of course, no surprise. Uh, Matt Cardona and uh, Chelsea Green are in it. Brian, uh, Brian Myers is in it mystery a partner uh, who, who do you think uh, the mystery is it do you think it's a kind of a surprise person what do you mean uh brian myers's partner i don't i don't think it's going to be anybody that i don't think it's going to be anybody that important mm. uh tommy dreamer is going to pair up with rachel ellering uh peter williams and jordan grace <laughs> little Petey pump and thick mama pump <laughs> those are the nicknames that they're going with. Uh, and then uh, Krazy Steve with Rosemary from the uh, from uh, Decay have been announced. It's going to be an eight-team t- uh, eight tournament, so this Saturday on Impact Plus. And uh, also, uh, Eddie Edwards and W. Morrissey in a hardcore match. Uh, yeah, Eddie's going to get killed. 
Mickey James trying to extend uh, the olive branch to Deanna Perrazzo. Gail Kim comes out and uh, basically uh, talks Deanna into saying yes for the uh, the Empower All Women's Pay Per View special that's coming up here next month. Uh, we got a six person mixed tag match: Jake Something, Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green took on Tennille Jat Dashwood, Sam Beal, and Brian Myers. And um, Green Chelsea hitting the uh, hit the Unpredator on Sam Beal to get the win there. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Morrissey uh, fight uh, outside in the back. That's kind of that's what's leading up to uh, this uh, Saturday's match. Uh, Tennille Dashwood uh, told Brian Myers to go to hell after they lost, so that's why Brian Myers is left finding another partner. So that's why he's got a mystery partner for uh, the homecoming. Uh, Jay Jay White, what a promo he cut on Thursday, Matt. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, I love how he started it off by saying he couldn't pass up the opportunity to say hello to Bullet Club's greatest fans. He was talking about the Good Brothers. <laughs> Brutal. But a good promo there from uh, Jay White. Um, good Brothers and Callus and Omega came out, and um, you know. So uh be interesting to see what happens there, but uh they uh um uh, uh white with another shot at uh at a guy at, at Carl Anderson saying he peaked in twenty twelve. Notice that uh Carl was wearing twenty twelve as his jersey number tonight too, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but uh Uh, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton took on Finn Juice, and uh, Finn Juice getting the win there after the match. Uh, they uh, Finn Juice got attacked, and then Shira and Rahit Raju jumped in and uh, joined in on the fun as well. And uh, then we got the tag team championships rematch between uh, Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary against Fire and Flavor, with uh, Havoc and Rosemary getting the win. NXT this week. Uh, good opening contest with some heavy hitting there. Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher defeating uh, Pete Lee and Oni Lorcan. Um, the uh, breakout tournament, Carmelo Hayes, no surprise he gets the win there over Josh Briggs. Uh, sets up a, a good match with Hayes um, in the next round. Uh, what'd you think of the uh, the golf segments on NXT this week, Matt? Besides the Savoa Joe segment, that was probably the best thing on the show with those segments. And finally, after predicting it 35 times, I got uh, uh, Dakota Kai turns on Raquel Gonzalez. So there's your women's title match for NXT TakeOver 36. Uh, We've been waiting for that for a while. Uh, They continuously, they show that uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark do not get along, even though they're tag team champions. Mandy Rose talking with uh, Gigi Dolan and uh, another uh, female competitor. Maybe uh, building a little uh, a little team to face uh, Taya and Jesse Kamea, maybe. Maybe set up a little battle there. Speaking of uh, uh, Taya or Frankie Monet, uh, Frankie and Jesse took on Caden Carter and Casey Cantanzaro. And thanks to old, uh, old suits there, uh, Robert Stone, he cost the match and, uh, and uh, Frankie was not happy. 
Imperium took on Hit Row Records. And uh, thanks to Legato Del Fantasma getting uh, the uh, getting the distraction in, Imperium came out with the win. Johnny Gargano next week faces Dexter Loomis. And if Johnny, if Dexter wins, then uh, he gets to hang out with Indy without any, without any, uh, any uh, pushback from the way. And then we got the main event, good main event there between Adam Cole and Bronson Reed. You think that was Bronson's swan song, Matt? Um, yeah, he's he's his days in NXT are are very are 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 numbered. I, I don't know if that was his final NXT thing, but he's he ain't he ain't gonna be there much longer. Uh, WWE tweeted out during Dynamite tonight. Uh, tag who you think should be the next contender for Apollo Cruz and Bronson re- retweeted it with a gif of himself. So That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. After the match Kyle O'Reilly shows up with a steel chair and uh, then hits a brain buster on the steel steps much like Cole did to him uh prior. Uh so we're going to of course get our our rubber match at Takeover, no surprise there and and I'm all excited for it. You saw Reed's tweet last night, right? Who? You saw Bronson Reed's tweet last night, right? Ah, uh, no, I did not. It was like, damn, Cole got me, mm. but I, but I'd beat Jeff Hardy though. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Need, it was tremendous. I need Ron Simmons in here on my soundboard. Go, damn! <laughs> Let me see if he still has it or if he deleted it. No, yep. Damn, Cole got me. I'd beat Jeff Hardy though. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. And uh, one, one thing I forgot about. Uh, uh, with uh, the opening contest return of Ridge Holland after he suffered that gruesome leg injury, uh, he uh, returned to attack Thatcher and Ciampa. So welcome back, Ridge. Good to see him come back from that. Uh, that was a horrible, horrible injury there. Uh, from uh, both Miami and Cleveland, uh, we got ourselves smacked down this weekend. That crowd Miami couldn't care less about wrestling, though. They did. They just wanted the concert to start, dude. I told. I told you it was a bad idea. Yeah, I, I it, mean it. It visually it, it looked cool great, but they piped in all um, the chant, all the stuff. Yeah, piped no in. one. No Crowd one was dead there. for it. No one fucking cared. Yep. No one fucking cared. Nope. They they could have freaking. They they could have had Roman Reigns there. No one would have given a shit. Nope. They were there. You for know, the, They were just, there for the concert. Yep. They were they chanting. Did not, they did not give two fucks. Nope. They were chanting. You could hear in the background. You, you could hear if you were listening closely. You could hear they were chanting for uh, rappers. Some people thought they were chanting for puppies. No, they were chanting for We Want uh, Rocky. ASAP Rocky was performing there. People were thinking, I, I don't know why Twitter thought they were chanting We Want Puppies. No. It, it, it was, it's, a, it's old wrestling terminology that yeah, old fans might know. So, I mean, it makes sense. They might have, they thought that might have been what they were doing, but yeah. They 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 didn't care enough about the, what was going on in front of them to any type of chance. So, yep. Yep. Uh, John Cena starts SmackDown off to a tremendous ovation as always. Um, well, not as always as as recently. <laughs> as re- yeah, I guess as recently. Yeah. Uh, talks about uh, the Firefly Funhouse and his talks about his Peacemaker costume. Got to get the Peacemaker mentions in, right, Matt? Oh, 
and uh was it uh was and um so basically uh seeing a hyping up the crowd and uh then uh paul Heyman doing the john cena theme that was something else wasn't it matt it was something <laughs> uh we got a good match there between finn balor and Sami Zayn. good little 10 minute match with balor getting the win there with the coup de gras uh baron corbin still looking disheveled uh claimed that his uh, website failed because the guy he paid to do the website stole money from him and ran poor guy biggie coming out to a big pop from the crowd carrying that briefcase and uh crowd ch- uh chanting you deserve it for biggie and uh before he could really say much apollo cruz comes out with commander aziz and uh talked about how he beat biggie for the uh, intercontinental title at wrestlemania and then came robert rude and uh ziggler getting a big hometown pop from the crowd talking about how they are wanting to get in that intercontinental title picture as well as shinsuke nakamura cesaro all came and a big brawl ensued uh kevin was kevin owens in that too no he's on raw never mind no he's on smackdown kevin owens came out for this didn't he i could have sworn he did it's not in the recap but i don't know but we're the only, uh, time, the only time we saw owens on smackdown was the, was the same one with corvin okay so he did not come out okay for some reason i thought he'd come out for that thing uh so i, I we're probably setting up a big uh multi-man match at SummerSlam. I, I would not hate throwing bronson reed in there would you maybe i don't know wait who was in that six man that we didn't get to watch Hale wasn't in that, was he? It was uh, Cruz, Rude, Ziggler, Nakamura, Cesaro with Biggie. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, no Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens was just in that backstage segment. Yeah, for some reason I thought he was in that segment, though, but I was wrong. Um, But we'll probably uh, get a a Teddy Long out for a six-man tag next week, playa. Uh, we transitioned to the Rolling Loud Festival where nobody cared about wrestling. Uh, Angela Dawkins took on Chad Gable, and the uh, crowd was uh, piped in throughout the whole thing. And then Bianca Belair came out, and she took on Carmella again for the title for some odd reason. Again, I rather, I rather would have seen the six-man that was going on in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nobody cared. Uh, Kevin Owens trying to uh, be a mechanic for Shotzi and Knox's tank. Uh, but uh, alas, he could not fix their tank. So then he runs into Baron Corbin, uh, who uh, Corbin uh, uh, apologizing to Owens for the uh, comments he made. He's saying it's a bad habit that he's trying to break and be a better man. And uh, Kevin Owens uh, uh, loans him some money. What a nice guy. But then uh, Shotzi shot him in the dick with a, uh, with a, uh, with a rocket. And then Rude and Ziggler stole the money. <laughs> but then Owens chased them off. Ah, very interesting to me, this Owens and Corbin thing, Matt. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Edge comes out, gigantic pop from the crowd. And uh, a good segment there with him and, and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, re- really enjoyed that segment. Fans were were hot for it too as well. Um 
that's gonna be a that's gonna be a killer match at SummerSlam. Tony Storm took on Zelina Vega in her debut and uh, gets a quick win over Zelina. Uh, welcome back to the company, Zelina. You lose in two minutes. Jimmy Uso took on Dominic Mysterio. Uh, f- decent little ten minute match there with uh, Jimmy getting the win cheating the same way as they did on how they won the titles previously. Roman Reigns comes out to address John Cena's uh, SummerSlam challenge, makes a missionary position sex joke, which was hilarious, and says he is not accepting the challenge to John Cena, which prompted Finn Balor to come out and challenge Roman Reigns, and and Reigns accepted that challenge. What are your thoughts on all that? Look, I, I think it's a swerve because they're not they're not going the WWE is not in the business of giving people what they want. Um I would certainly prefer them to take the part timers out of the WWE's title pictures mm-hmm. and pair them up instead. I I, I, would, Goldberg. I I would love to see a match between Cena and Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. would be a fun five minute, you know, nostalgia fest, and I think that would be really cool. You could do Ballard Reigns, then Ballard Reigns, Biggie Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, more. I also something tells me they want to wait on Biggie. I don't think they want to hop on that like they did with with Nikki. Yeah, and, you know, something something tells me this is going to lead to like Biggie cashing in on Roman with the with the new with the new day on back on SmackDown like I feel like I feel like they're going to do the, the New Day and the Bloodline feud yeah Um. but man like I, I they don't need they don't need to do two matches where everybody fucking already knows he's going to win yeah everybody knows that Roman's going to beat Cena everybody knows that Lashley's going to beat Goldberg do Goldberg. something different do Goldberg. do do Goldberg versus Cena, and then no one knows who's going to win. Yeah, they could they could they could go either way on that. It wouldn't matter. Goldberg's out of matches after SummerSlam. Two match contract for the year, and he's already used one. He's got then he's uh, one more year, I believe, after this. Um, yeah, I've said it till I'm blue in the face that a part timer should not jump right in and get a title shot. I've said that for. And, it, and it's even and it's even worse that that the fact that Goldberg's last match. This year was a universal title shot. Well, not universal, but it was a WWE title shot against Drew. Yep. So he loses that title shot, and then he's going to get to come back seven months later and challenge for the title again. It's fucking dumb, dude. Yep. Like, you don't need Goldberg in the title picture to sell pay-per-views. You just need Goldberg. Yeah. Put him up against somebody else. They don't, they, WWE can't get out of their own fucking way. And it's and it's incredible. It's incredibly frustrating. Raw kicking off with Nikki Ash, uh, better better pop than uh, than Money in the Bank at least, uh, with your new Raw Women's Champion, uh, Charlotte Flair coming out basically calling uh, uh, Nikki a joke, and uh, then Rhea Ripley Ripley Rip Rip Ripley. There we go. Hard word to say apparently. Uh, it comes out and. Uh, talks uh about uh how charlotte doesn't deserve anything she intentionally got disqualified and um 
that leads to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville giving us a triple threat match at SummerSlam. That whole segment took over 20 minutes. That was just insanely long. Sheamus and Damian Priest contenders match as uh, this is Vince's new favorite thing to do a contenders match and uh very good match though. Priest getting the win. I think that only uh, goes to show that we're going to probably get a very even better match at SummerSlam uh, and I'm all for it. I- I'm guessing Sheamus who says his nose got rebroke is going to milk that and, uh, and avoid Damian Priest until he finally gets forced by Adam Pierce to do to uh, defend it at SummerSlam. That's my guess because you got to save I, it for SummerSlam. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> Man. Talking about Raw's making me yawn. <laughs> Putting Matt to sleep with the with Raw talk here. Uh, championships, tag championships on the line. Uh, Styles no most beat the Viking Raiders. Uh, more about that later. For, more from AJ and and almost later. Um, Jinder Mahal and Veer come out. Uh, Shanky selling his uh, chair beat down. Uh, we got Drew versus he didn't Veer. have to sell it, dude. He got fucked up. He did. Uh, Veer winning by disqualification over Drew McIntyre uh, because Drew used a Claymore kick while he was holding it. I thought that was so dumb. He was holding the chair. It's not like Drew swung a chair and attack. He hit a Claymore on a guy holding a chair. That happens all the time in um, wrestling. All the yeah. fucking time. Dude, it's the same bullshit like when Rhea flipped the fucking commentator yeah. lid on, on yep. Charlotte. I mean, yep. they, they, yet, yet Charlotte tried to amputate Rhea's leg in the, in the steel steps, and that wasn't a DQ. <sighs> I, they they're not consistent with their with what they what they. Oh, I don't even want to fucking. It. It's not even worth the energy. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, um, I, I want I want WWE to be better, but they don't they they don't want to be they don't care enough to be better. No, nope. and that's the sad part. Yeah, because they've proven time and time again when they want to put on a great show, they can put on a great show. Yeah. And and they've also proven when they don't give a shit, it's very evident. And they just they don't give a fucking shit. Uh, Natalia no. Tamina, I think this was a contenders match as well because Vince loves these now. Uh, Natalia and Tamina took on Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Uh, Natalia and Tamina get the win. Uh, the big story out of this was Natalia had to be helped back to the back. Have I heard? Have you heard any updates yet on Natalia? I have. Natalia posted a screenshot of where her knee got fucked. It looks pretty bad. I, I, no, no actual word yet. Real information out there right now, but it, it didn't look good. And the screenshot sure as fuck didn't look good. So I don't know, man. And we already talked about Karen Cross, who was supposed to lose to Jeff Hardy again. Uh, instead, beats Keith Lee, which makes the losing to Jeff Hardy even more stupid. But hey. Yeah, we, the whole idea is he was going to lose a bunch of matches and introduce Scarlett as the reason, you know, yeah. his motivation or his power or whatever. Then why the fuck is he winning a match? I don't know if that's even and, where and, they were and, going and, with that. And look, and here, and here's another fucking thing. If your storyline was with Jeff Hardy, you didn't need to fucking use Kerry Cross on Raw Monday. He didn't no. need to be on the show. No, you didn't need you didn't need to fucking use him. Wait for Hardy to come back and continue whatever fucking story it is you're trying to tell. And let Keith Lee fight somebody else and get a fucking win. You fucking morons. God, we started to show off. I was in a great mood. Now we have to talk about fucking 
dumbass raw and it's dumbass creative. Fucking idiots. It was a stupid idea from bad creative. Uh uh, Retribution reunion as uh, Mustafa Ali teaming up with Mansoor taking on Mason T-Bar. At least this was fun. They, they, yeah. they, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to give them. I don't want to give any hope that they're actually going to do anything good with, out of this. But there's potential here with the Mansoor and Ali tag team that I've they can do something that all fun with along. it. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah. do you really have faith in WWE to follow no. through? No, exactly. And that's and that's my and that's my worry. I liked uh, I liked how they did the old '80s heel uh, uh, promos uh, with uh, T Bar and Mace beforehand. You know the old like they always did with the '80s uh, bad guys in the promos. That was kind of cool. Uh, Bobby Lashley MVP come out. Lashley says he's not going to dignify Goldberg's challenge with the response. I wouldn't either. He uh, already he already turned down the challenge on Twitter, Twitter last week. It's yeah. just like what the fuck. Be consistency, please. I'm begging you. I mean, you're asking for a lot here, Matt. Yeah, apparently. Shut up! So, uh, Cedric Alexander comes out, and then Shelton Benjamin comes out and makes fun of uh, Cedric's voice. And we get a two-on-one handicap match where Lashley kills them both in like four minutes. Uh, Riddle John Morrison... Another good match. Uh, yet another rematch, but another good match. Big story here was AJ Styles and almost beating up Riddle at the end of the match. Oh, I think we might be getting a Viper next week, Matt. Yeah, I heard a week or two ago that August 2nd was the scheduled return date for Orton from whatever vacation they allotted him. Yeah, because that, that was to... originally supposed to happen after WrestleMania. Yep. So, yep, 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 yep. yep. 24-7 title, original and R-Truth. That was kind of fun. That was a fun... That was comedic. We had R-Truth on the mic the whole time. Reginald doing his flippy, flippy stuff. and I thought it was fun. And then uh, Nikki Ash against Charlotte Flair in the main event. And Charlotte Flair gets the win. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just don't know, Matt. I don't know either, man. Speaking of the queen, it is being reported that a queen of the ring tournament, first ever queen of the ring tournament going to occur in October. And uh, it's going to be airing on Peacock as long as it doesn't freeze. And that's wrong. That was the original report. Yeah, it's wrong. And uh, Andrew Zarian and Matt Man says it's scheduled to start on October 8th on SmackDown and on 11 on october 11th on raw you hear the, the finals they're scheduled for saudi arabia good god anyways <sighs> moving on in the headlines uh, we get some debuts in the action figure world for AEW's Unrivaled Collection. Uh, getting their first ever action figures. FTR, Nyla Rose, Lance Archer. Uh, now available for pre-order at Ringside Collectibles uh, as they will uh, uh, be uh, dropping. Uh, there's also going to be a, a, another Young Bucks set uh, of Matt and Nick Jackson. Because we can't have too many of the Young Bucks. Nah, can't. Nope. 
Uh, Peacock starting to add some of the old WWF Coliseum videos uh, to the library. So uh, uh, go check those out. Um, good old Coliseum home video. Uh, this real life uh, reality show uh, is returning to MH, uh, VH1 in the fall. And uh, former WWE superstar Lana CJ Perry is going to be on the show. Uh, along with uh, Dennis Rodman, Stormy Daniels, Frankie Munoz, to name a few. Dennis Rob. Rodman's going to hit on Lana, and Rusev will crush him. So what? What is? What is? I've never seen this real life thing. So what? They all live in a house like the real world, or like what the fuck is it? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just they just it's a group of celebrities living together in a mansion. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Right. I have, uh, no, I have, I have no interest. EA, uh, Electronic Arts had their EA Play uh, presentation, kind of an E3 presentation uh, the, uh, over the past last week, and uh, hosted by Xavier Woods. He did a good job. I watched the stream on uh, last Thursday. Uh, more content being added to the cock. Uh, ECW House Party from 96. Uh, uh, WrestleMania's greatest moment special, um, and among others, uh, there's also an old school category that features a lot of arena, uh, Madison Square Garden, Boston Garden, Philadelphia Spectrum, uh, shows from the 70s to the 90s. Ah, the television ratings, uh, for this week, uh, Monday Night Raw dropping, uh, got that big boost from Cena. Uh, but uh, no Cena, and uh, uh, and you get a big drop. Of course, Cena in the dark match, he with teamed up with Riddle. Who did they take on in the dark match? Um, I don't fucking remember. Uh, so they lost about one hundred and ten thousand viewers from the week before. One point eight one four million down from one point one point nine two three of last week. Uh, SmackDown also lost viewers. Uh, they had uh, bumped up pretty heavily to one two point one eight five million. They lost even more viewers. Uh, they went just a hair over two million for this week. NXT, uh, of course, I think uh, SmackDown had to go against the opening ceremony, right? I they think were, so. Yeah. Obviously, the opening ceremony was live in the morning and or whatever you know Tokyo time. Uh, or so it was probably overnight here, but then they re air it on primetime for Friday. So, uh, NXT, uh, on sci fi, uh, uh, it's not included in these numbers. Or wait, no, this dynamite. Oh, I apologize. Let me get back here, scroll back up. Uh, NXT on sci fi took a considerable hit, no surprise, 520,000 viewers. So now all those WWE marks that were making fun of dynamite's numbers can probably eat a dick right now because, uh, uh look what happened to NXT when they went to a different network. Well, look, they went to a different network. They were up against the Olympics, and they were paid. Yeah. I mean, it's the trifecta for a ratings drop. And it wasn't uh, necessarily a blockbuster card either. Uh, AEW, though, last week, very nice ratings boost. Uh, they went up from 1.025 million to 1.148 million. So nice little jump for them. And uh, Impact Wrestling on Access staying stagnant at just over 100,000 viewers for last week's show. 
very curious of what AEW will do tonight. Like they they had to go up against the Olympics still, right? Yep. Like I'm sure there was Olympic stuff tonight. I yeah, know, like yeah, Olympics goes into August. So yeah, like I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the ratings go up, no matter how great the show was. I just, I like the rate the, the Olympics are a ratings juggernaut. You think they stay it, over it, a million? I hope, I hope they stay over a million, but I don't think they go up. I want to be wrong though. I'd be really happy to be wrong. Be funny if it was um, dude. Yeah, dude, dude. If they actually go up against mm. the Olympics, that's bonkers. Yeah. Part of the staging at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami collapsing ahead of SmackDown last Friday. Uh, fortunately, it sounds like nobody was hurt during the uh, uh, during the collapse, and the show went on as planned. It has been announced that uh, at uh, Glory by Honor uh, Night One which occurs August 20th in Philadelphia. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is going to face uh, defend his peer title against Rhett Titus, his fellow foundation member. Uh, we uh, will have a world championship match between Bandito, the new champion, and Flip Gordon is also announced for that show so far. AEW play, applying a trademark for the first dance. This was announced five days ago, Matt. <laughs> Yep. And now tonight we know what it means. And then I, also, dude, I I knew what it meant from the from the get go. Yep. Uh, take on the last dance, which was the ESPN documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls of the nineties. Yep. Uh, Max Caster has applied a trademark for the best wrestler alive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's not ego. David Arquette bringing uh, brought some AEW and ROH stars with him to Celebrity Family Feud on uh, this past Sunday. Uh, he teamed up with Dalton Castle, Jungle Boy, Peter Avalon, and RJ City, uh, who is a, a guy that Arquette feuded with. And uh, he's also in the documentary that you uh, cannot kill David Arquette. Uh, that aired this past Sunday, so you could probably catch it on video on demand if you want to go check that out. First three matches have been announced for the Women's World Title Tournament. Uh, Miranda Elise is going to take on Alex Garcia. Maserati is taking on Nicole Savoy. And Sumi Sakai takes on Roxy. And uh, that tournament uh, uh, will be on Ring of Honor Television. These matches will be on ROH TV this weekend. Senior Vice President of Talent Development, Canyon Seaman, was let go by WWE earlier this uh, earlier last week. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful announcing that other uh, executives have been let go from, or other people uh, from the offices have been let go uh, as uh, more people are getting fired uh, from the WWE. But no, no word on talent going to uh, be included on that at this time. Seaman, uh, what a name uh, joined the WWE in 2012 after joining, after being the chief financial officer of the association of volleyball professionals. Uh, and so he's been with the company for uh, almost t- 10 years before getting let go. Uh, AEW women's champion, Britt Baker announced that she broke her wrist, but she says she's not taking any time off either, but she also wasn't on dynamite this week. Was she? that backstage segment Backstage segment yeah where she teased she was getting back up next week 
Yeah. People hmm. are already thinking it might be the Iconics. <laughs> God, please, yes. I'm just saying I think that they're, those four women would play off of each other very well. My God, would that be so good? I, I wonder if uh, if Jess will burn her resume. <laughs> oh, boy. In... Uh... In entertainment that we did not order, uh, apparently there is going to be a scripted series called The United States of America versus Vince McMahon. I'll pass. What, uh, Vince McMahon needs to stroke his ego some more, so he's going to create a series uh, in the vein, probably, of The People versus O.J. Simpson uh, that uh, talks about the, uh, the steroids trial of the 90s. Pass. Speaking of shit that nobody wants, uh, uh, Vince McMahon continuing to uh, live in the dark ages is announced that they are going to do a shop live on YouTube QVC style broadcast now. Yeah, because that's popular. Welcome, well, welcome to, to, to 25 years ago. The 19, yeah, I was going to say the 1990s before the internet was popular and we can just now get it on the internet rocks movie jungle cruise comes out this weekend probably going to have gigantic numbers i've heard good things the yeah, trailers look the trailers look entertaining um there were no nxt superstars backstage at raw this week except for karen cross <laughs> uh, as matt had, uh, had mentioned earlier in the evening uh, John Cena is going to head to MSG. Maybe that's why I put Cena was only scheduled. The summer Cena was supposed to end at SummerSlam. Uh, maybe they talked Cena into MSG because AEW was outselling them in New York. Maybe. Doesn't seem to have helped yet. Uh, for the first time since uh, 2017, the American Wolves are going to reunite. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards are going to team together uh, for a wrestling revolver show. August, October 30th in Clive, Iowa. Hey, that's in my neck of the woods. About Clive, Iowa is about uh, three years, uh, three years, three hours away. Uh, the Cowboys going to be in my town on 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 uh, on Saturday. Matt, James Storm. Sorry about your damn luck. James Storm going to wrestle an indie show here in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Peacock has added some uh, more stuff. Classic NWA and WWWF television has been added there as well as, um, of course, Peacock trying to strive to get everything added by SummerSlam like they had promised. Uh, It's been announced by Entertainment Tonight that Tiffany Haddish, actor and comedian, uh, she is going to be hosting the official after party of SummerSlam in Vegas on the 21st. I would actually rather go to uh, Dolph Ziggler's post party myself but uh and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson while promoting Jungle Cruise talking about a WWE return he said there's nothing according to the rumors you believe that all right now I don't think anybody does that's not even do a little bit <laughs> nope that's gonna do it for this edition of lost the mid card once again thank you to spiderduck.net for being our host enabling us to be on iTunes Spotify all your favorite podcasting apps go uh, search for lost in the mid card and subscribe for us there. So you can hear us 
every Thursday afternoon when the show drops. Um, we're also on the YouTube and uh, make sure to go to uh, LITMCpodcast.com or uh, Facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard or our Twitter at LITMC Podcast. Links to everything there. Uh, give us a, give us a little thumbs up on our videos. We'd appreciate it. Subscribe for us. Uh, we would appreciate that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, give us a comment, whatnot on the videos as well. We'll, uh, we'll respond back to you. I always like to hear from you. Uh, Matt is on the Twitter at raw F showtime. I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And, uh, before we ride off into that sunset and, uh, Cue up some uh, living color cult of personality under our headphones, Matt. What are your final thoughts? Dude, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. I just, How I can't, I can't, I can't believe Punk's back. I can't believe Brian Danielson is coming to AEW. It's, what a time to be a fucking wrestling fan right now, man. My God. I cannot wait. I mean, we're kicking off SummerSlam weekend with Rampage. And who who would have thought that that would have been on the radar as we head to SummerSlam weekend? Who would have thought the second ever airing of Rampage would be on our on our on our thoughts for SummerSlam weekend? And yet here we are. My God. <sighs> and then we got. Then we get hit with uh, All Out a couple weeks later, and then we get hit with Arthur Ashe a couple weeks after that. AEW's about to get crazy, man. A little bit. If you get the Iconics, those 90 days are starting to expire. Woo-wee! What a time to be alive, man. For Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning into Lost in the Midcard. We'll be back at you next week. Thank you.